cheaper than our producer's underage sister. Edgier than the stuff shown on late night television. Newer than Kim Kardashian's ex. Live from Orlando, it's Crazy Train Radio. Hey, this is Brian O'Halloran, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. Possibly a new friend for the show, uh, but an old face that you remember at the young age of 35. Uh, you might know this guy is Dante from Clerks and Clerks 2, and, but he's also known for theater work as well. Uh, make sure I pronounce this right. Brian O'Halloran. Yeah, yeah. you got Irishman, obviously yeah. being a first generation Irishman. That's right. You got to make sure you pronounce the name right. What's going on, Brian? Nothing much. Thank you so much for having me, man. Um, Glad you guys came down to, to hear the yeah. wonderful Tropicana Hotel and Casino, and uh, for the first uh, Bizarre AC, which hopefully be uh, you know an ongoing thing year after year. Well, you were actually lo- somewhat local, being a New York guy, because we were just talking about your jersey and sports and whatnot right. beforehand. But uh, how are your? I guess we'll get out of the way. How are your Rangers doing before we get into your stuff? Well, at this date, you know, it's December 14th. It's still early in the season, and uh, with the the new system that's been put in place and the new coach, uh, everybody's getting used to what's going on and trying to get familiar with it. We've gotten some injuries now. We have Callahan out with a, with a ACL kind of sprain, and we also have uh, one of our top defensemen stall out. But, uh, you know, uh, the, the guys we have in our farm league are coming up, and they're, they're, they're filling in that, that type of gap that we need to have done. But, you know what, it's still too early to say. You, you usually see teams that have always been lagging in the standings early on come back real strong when they get all their team healthy again not only does he act in stage and screen but he also does sports folks so please feel free to contact him if ESPN or anybody else is looking for a sports broadcaster but obviously you're known for working with probably best known anyway with another somewhat northeast local guy Kevin Smith uh, would you say that's probably most what people remember you from or the theater work well, that's the, that's the thing that, you know, when you're talking film, film is seen by millions of people while theater is only seen by the local hundreds who come to your theater uh, on a given time. So, you know, I've done, I think, seven or eight now of Kevin's films, and um, that's what I'm really most known for. I do have other films that I'm out down actually down here promoting. There's a, a film that we're having a screening tomorrow called Miss December, uh, made by filmmakers based out of Philadelphia. It's a kind of uh, suspense thriller with a little bit of comedy thrown in there with... Uh, Myself and Corbin Bernstein's in it, and you also got Gilbert Gottfried. You could actually find that now in stores or even on Netflix. It's the uh, the name of the film is Miss December. And then tonight we have a screening of a film called, funny enough, Mr. Hush, uh, written and directed by Dave Madison, and it's got Stephen Jeffries and Brad Lurie in it, and uh, quite a few others. And so uh, Stephen Dash, to name a few. So uh, these are the films I'm down here promoting here at the Bizarre AC Horrorcon. Well, we do gotta say, and I believe the local. Uh producer, director, 
uh, that you mentioned out of Philadelphia. Uh, Tommy Avalon is one of them. Hi, Tommy. We love you. That's right. He's uh, definitely the producer of Miss December. Uh, yes, he, Tommy has had his hands in a lot of uh, independent films for sure in recent years. How, how would you compare, because Kevin's obviously more known and become uh, mainstream, I guess you can say, in a lot of ways due to his work. Do you see uh, Tommy, since we're talking about him, going that same uh, trail path with the stuff that he's done so far? Right. Well, well, the great thing about Tommy, and actually his entire group of people that he's have surrounded himself with and has gotten a, a, to work with, are really, they're really great uh, hustling type, aggressive type of guys based here out of the, the Philadelphia, Cherry Hill type of area. And uh, he's gotten, you know, he's now produced three to four films already and he's got four more that he's thinking about producing. And uh, and no matter what, it could be, you could be a Kevin Smith, you could be a Tavia Alone, it doesn't matter. You still have to do the same steps in getting a, you know, a film done. You still have to have a good script, you have to have great cast, you have to have a strong crew, and then you have to have that outlet of distribution to get it seen by people. And he's the type of guy that as that hustler and the people that he surrounds himself with is a really good group, group of people to get that work out there. Well, you mentioned that he's got a couple uh, more projects in the works, at least four more. Uh, any of them has he asked you about? Oh, yeah, there, there's two in particular that he uh, has given me the heads up that they would like to be working me on, working me with, and so um, definitely I would, uh, we'll work with him again. Like I said, they have great crew people, great you know they take care of a lot of things that are necessary to get an independent film out there and seen which is a real tough thing these days is is to actually get independent films out there seen by people well let's talk about your uh, theater uh, work it as well uh, obviously it takes time for production and everything else for film or TV work but what is that like uh, and I a lot of the other people we've talked to wrestlers or musicians or whatever dealing with a live audience would it be the same with stage that reaction? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're 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 constantly dependent when doing live theater on your feedback from your audience. Let's say you're doing a comedy. If you're not getting the laughs that you thought you would get, you kind of have to change up either the delivery or even the line or something to get the laugh that you were trying to get. And you also feed off that energy. When things are going right, it's great. And you know, you get to take a character story from beginning to end, all within one you know one evening, as opposed to oh, we're just shooting the middle of the film now, and then next week we'll shoot the beginning, and then in a couple of weeks we'll shoot the middle part again. And you know, and that's why as an actor, I love doing live theater. Um, the next thing I'm doing is a is a holiday stage reading of a of a script called Inspecting Carol. That's going to be done at the uh, Homedale Theater Company in Homedale, New Jersey. Um, I believe it'll be done on either the 27th or 28th of this month, December. Well, two more questions. We got a couple people waiting for you. Sure. Uh, one would be because you were talking about that live reaction with the theater. Because uh, so, everybody goes through it, and you can't do another take when you're de dealing with a live audience. How much improv would you have to if you forget a line or whatever the case may be? Well, to try to regain that your focus. Um, Usually, if you have a strong cast surrounding you, that you all know, you should all know each other's lines, at least the general gist of where you need to go with the story and cover them. I like to call it playing the shortstop of the cast. You know, you got to be that middleman who can go either way to make sure you can cover who you're covering. Whenever I've gone up on a line, which is very rare, thank God, um, I've, I've been surrounded by really good people. And usually it's not because I've forgotten a line. It's either something like a prop wasn't in place or something else was not in the proper... One of your cues. Yeah, one of the cues wasn't there or whatever it is. 
things, but you know, you work with it, and that's the thing about live theater. It's like you roll with it. It's just like even going to a concert. If if someone breaks a string while playing a certain song, they quickly move on, or they get that roadie to hand him the next guitar or whatever, and you try to keep going without stopping and starting again. And uh, the last question, the obvious, is: Have you heard anything more on Clark's story? Uh, the status of Clerks 3, Kevin has written the scripts. We have been given the scripts. We've all read the script. Kevin is fish finishing up uh, putting together the film Tusk that he shot this summer with um, uh, Michael Parks and Justin Long. He hopes to have that out sometime the middle of next year. Uh, if Kevin works and us all work out the contracts and distribution logistics and all that stuff, uh, hopefully we can start shooting it in March. Uh, and then knowing him, he'll probably edit and promote over the summer with most likely an October release, which would then be literally 20 years to the day that the first one was released. Nice. Well, Brian, thank you so much and enjoy your rest of your time in AC and win some money from TROP here. <laughs> I will try. I will try. Thank you again for stopping by. Yeah, because your check already cashed, we're sure. <laughs>